0: You are listening to the New York Jets Life Podcast Here's your host, Chili the Beast He sure is glad the season's almost over He's one depressed motherfucker Hello everyone. you're listening to the New York Jets Life Podcast I'm your host, Chili the Beast uh, I want to thank you guys for listening this week Special holiday edition Happy holidays, everybody uh, Straight off of Another loss from uh, a season. Jets dropped 3 and 12 after a loss to the Patriots, 17 to 16, close game. First off, this is the New York Jets Life podcast. Again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com. Go to the search bar and type in uh, Jets Life. And also, we're on twitter.com backslash Jets Life underscore. Give us a follow on there. You know, we're very into, um, into the internet. Posting stuff all the time, you know, we're uh we're we this is a website for fans by fans. We're uh, true fans here. Giving it the real, man, telling the truth, how we feel, how we've always felt. Everything. If you guys have listened or been part of our uh, our website, you guys know that um there's no bullshit. We are uh we're fans, man. We just uh do our thing here and let everybody know how it is, how we feel, and most of the time, you guys are with me, backing me up on it. Also, uh, we started a new Instagram account, um, you can find us on Instagram, New York Jets Life. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed Brian last week, my buddy Brian, uh, Draft Master, we call him, he's uh, he'll be back, we, uh, I think the show sounded real good, Brian was real excited to be here, I was excited to have him you know we sit around all day long and bullshit anyway so why not have him on the show uh we'll get close to the draft we'll have Brian back for his his uh expert insight and stuff all right so we're going to get right back into this thing jets lost another one yesterday 17-16 to the pats i touched base on the show last week about um about uh that being our super bowl well it was um to me it always is because we're never in the super bowl but, uh, you know, 17-16, Jets lost to the Patriots. Jets are, uh, you know, doing what they always do. Telling me, you know, I'm thinking we're going to win. Thinking we're going to win. We got this game. We got this game. We got this game. And, uh, like you guys have uh, seen, definitely yesterday, we go up by a slim margin. We've uh played conservative like we're up by twenty, trying to run the clock out and do whatever, but uh we'll get back we'll get to that. Uh the, the major news yesterday was um of course, uh this weekend is the NYPD uh gruesome murders. Uh, you know, our prayers go out to them. All the officers, any public servant uh in the world, you know, our, our prayers go out to them, unnecessary stuff, but uh you know, a moment of silence, and uh, again, our prayers go out. Nick Mangold, man. I, I can't talk enough about this guy. We First off, we want to um, wish Nick luck for his uh, ankle injury. You know, that's a tough guy, man. He had to get the cart out. Initially, thought it was a broken fibula. Reports are this morning that he did not break his leg. MRIs, tests, and everything else in the world going to be following our part of our franchise, man, our center, our, our heart and soul of our offensive line. I mean, um, chances are, after that injury, he's in a boot, apparently. He's not going to play next week, so that's probably the last we've seen of Nick Mangold this season. But uh, good luck to him. You know, speedy recovery. We'll have you back next year where we're making our title run, right? All right, Nick. Uh, Nick Mangold, again, he comes out wearing an NYPD hat, man. There was rumors about... <clears throat> possible suspension or not suspension? I'm sorry. A possible fine for him violating the uh, the dress code for the NFL. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It was it was on Twitter and stuff. That screw it. You know, it needs to be done. Nick wearing the hat, doing the right thing as usual. All right, so uh, Jets 16, Pat 17. Hey man, typical AFC East. Jets, Patriots, division rivalry type of game, man. It was, uh, it is what it is. You know, we it, it was it was conditions. You know, it's a December morning, December afternoon, putting pressure on Brady. You know, and the Jets just squeaking by. Good defense again, mediocre offense. Not enough to get it done. Some uh, stats for the game. Jets uh, had two hundred. And 10 passing yards, 116 rushing yards, 16 first downs. Geno Smith, um, I think this is what we're going to get out of this guy, man. It just it seems that this is what he does. He's 17 for 27, 210 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, I'm not going to say, you guys, and you guys know how I feel about Gino. I don't think he's the guy. Does he look like a bitch? But uh, I think this is his, what, he's, what he can offer, you know, and it's not good enough. Our team is not good enough for what Gino is offering at this point. Does he look like a bitch? It won't be good enough next year if this is what Gino is going to be able to get us, you know what I mean? Um, you know, he had to cost... The one interception was a really costly one, man. It was it was a really bad throw. They gave the Patriots a short field. Up until that point, I believe the the, the Patriots had 52 yards of total offense in the first half. I mean, we were... Uh, the defense was crushing them. We, uh, you know. And then he took a really, really, really bad sack. You know, and I'm sitting there watching this game again, and um, he takes the sack. It puts us into a 52-yard field goal attempt. I mean... It, yeah, it was blocked, and 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 yeah, it was it was uh, it was very long. And I mean, it's it, the chances of Nick Folk making that. It, it's a fifty-two-yard field goal. It's not it's not a chip shot, and um, that was a it was a big sack too. I think it was around eight to ten to twelve yards or something. I mean, you you give Nick field goal, Nick, Nick Folk a field goal of forty-two yards. I mean, I, I'm I'm calling money on it. That guy's that guy's he's Folk and awesome, right? <laughs> but uh, it was costly, and. Um, I don't know if you guys heard Rex Ryan's um press conference after after the game but uh he, w- he he um finally you know the truth's coming out. He was very frustrated. He was very frustrated with that sack. He was very frustrated with Geno's play, you know, missing some balls here and there and and um that interception and he let he let you know and and after the game, after his, in his press conference and that's really the first time Rex has not said it was on him, you know, he he said the quarterback play could have been better, and 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 you can't keep making these mistakes, and we're going to lose games. Um, you know, in the game he he did hit, he did some do do some good things. I mean, he had eight different receivers. He had good distribution throughout the game. I mean, you had you had uh, Harvin with four for forty four, Jeremy Curley for with three for fifty four, Cumberland went three for forty three and one. Uh, Yo, know, Decker. Two on two catches for twenty one yards. I mean, Revis was on him most of the day. De- Decker beat him on a slant. Um, Revis is kind of alternating between him and, and Harvin, but whoever Revis is on, he he, he sh- I think he let up two catches uh, the whole time. And Harvin went out with his rib injury because Percy's always got something nagging and, and doing something. But uh, after that, he exclusively stayed on Decker, and, and it was lights out. Um, the running game, Patriots did a pretty good job stopping it. I know we had 116 rush yards, but it was, it was distributed distributed by um, a bunch of different players. You know, uh, Ivory, 53 yards, not very super impressive. Um, CJ, 30 yards, v- not impressive at all. And Powell had 21 yards, but I think he had like four rushes and, and you know, nice gains on, on most of them. Gino did some stuff with his feet too, but... You know, uh, like I said, man, the quarterback play is it's not very good. Um, I have uh, some some stats on where we rank in the NFL right now, and our offensive rankings are twenty to- seventh total offense. Uh, and this is where you are going to see where Gino is not good enough. The quarterback play is not good enough in general, and this has been Rex's you know career in, in New York. Uh, Russian offense third overall in the NFL. <laughs> the pa- the passing offense we were ranked 32 dead last in the NFL and um scoring 29 you know we 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 know it we i mean this is this is week uh 16 guys it's you know we was one game left we we know we can't score we get down there we we kick field goals that's uh, you know our mvp is nick folk this year but um that's it you know it's a quarterback play you know the the game plan was um I, th- I thought was good, but I thought it was a little too conservative. I touched, We touched on this last week, how we're going to have to take the wheels off. We're going to have to go out here with a hair on fire and, and um <clears throat> show the Patriots something different, you know. we You, you can't play conservative against these guys. I mean, this, we're a team that should not beat them, so let's pull out every gadget play or whatever it is. But it was conservative, you know. The defense kept us in the game. Um, our special teams... Uh, abysmal, terrible. Again, again. I miss Mike Westoff. Where are you, Mike? Come back. And we'll pay you anything. We'll pay you head coach money, right? As I know, that's what you, all you guys are saying too out there. Terrible Amendola. The guy, the guy hasn't done anything in his whole career in New England, and he's he's ripping off twenty, thirty yard uh, punt returns all day long, and, and he's you know doing things in the offensive game. So it was just come on, man. But uh, you know these. Um, the game plan, you know, it, it was pretty good. They let they kind of held Gino in check, the uh, Marty Mortenweg and, and Rex, and let him play within his ability, which is, is the ceiling's low. And uh, but when we get up, when we get up in the game, you're up by six points. There's a half hour left. You got you got two quarters left. It was after halftime. We're up by six points, I believe. And you. And we're, running, we're, we're playing the game like we're up by 20. Let's run the ball. Let's burn this clock out. I mean, this is like the story of of, of the Jets when when this happens, man. I mean, uh, it was a division game. It's always close. But you got to do something to pad that lead. I mean, that's how you win this game. The Patriots did nothing special. Nothing at all. And I will give them credit here. You know how much I hate them. You guys listened to the pod last week. Um... We, we had uh, four sacks on uh, Tom Brady I mean the offensive line was struggling we knocked him down left and right here and there I mean he was he was scrambling he was he was playing scared you know and this and that's the that's the that's the um, the uh, formula to beat this guy and uh, they went to halftime and they they looked at the tape and they they found some way to fix it and damn they fixed it um we didn't I think he was knocked down maybe two or three times or even hurried in that matter in the second half in general. And then he was able to get back into his groove and hit these open receivers for these short games and let them do work against our uh, against our secondary. And then our offense didn't do much in the second half, so that defense was on the field a lot again. But, man, you know, uh, Rex, Rex did his thing on D. I mean... Uh, another congratulations. We're going to talk about the defense. Uh, David Harris, David Hitman Harris. Uh, because I truly am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And don't you forget it. Six six tackles in a game. You know he needed two to get a thousand. He got it. I mean he's he's one of the the few Jets. I think Mo, Mo Lewis was the last one to uh, reach a thousand tackles, and I think he's done it faster than than any other Jet there has been and he, he plays that inside 3-4 linebacker position and he's been constant man constant 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 he's the, he's the he's the guy you want in there banging around and tackling he's a short tackler awesome but uh, D-line man D-line Ugh. I mean attacking it, it, was, it was crazy Mo Wilkerson came back Sheldon Richardson inducible Justin Batman was in on every single play I mean these guys know it was a division game these guys know that what they were doing they were out there for wrecks. they want to win for wrecks, you know they don't quit and uh, they put pressure on him like crazy, and you know, and in by us getting so much pressure on Brady, our secondary looked good. They looked like professional football players, not a bunch of arena league guys that are uh, that are out there playing ball. It, it, the pressure on Brady and him panicking and not making the throws and not being able to step up in a pocket and not be able to set his feet. You know, it, it, it was. It was a formula to win the game. And now again, there we are with Julian Edelman. He wasn't there to burn us. And and Amendola did hurt us. He went 8 for 63. And, you know, Brandon LaFell. I mean, these guys these guys aren't household names. Brandon LaFell went six 7 for 64. But then there was Gronk. You know, he, that's the guy you think that's going to hurt us. And Rex had a great game plan on him, man. It was obviously pressure Tom Brady. But you know, double team Gronk up, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. They wouldn't let him get off the line of scrimmage. He went six for thirty-one. I mean, that doesn't really hurt you. The one touchdown, yeah, you got to expect that out of that guy. But that's a, that's a that's a hell of a day on that defense to say you who held Rob Gronkowski six to thirty-one in a and a short short um touchdown that he threw that he caught. And give the Patriots credit again; they found a mismatch on it. Calvin Pryor, rookie rookie safety who's been struggling all year long in coverage, especially, is guarding Rob Gronkowski one on one. I mean, touchdown all day. But uh, the Patriots they made made the halftime adjustments. You know, Brady got it together in the second uh, half, and I really truly do think that if we were able to to uh, you know keep pressure on on Brady, you know he's Two, three, four throws, and we, we win this game, you know, a couple of sacks. I mean, there was a lot of three and outs on him. He was very frustrated, flustered, everything. But uh, we we couldn't keep that. And, you know, then here we are, special teams getting up short fields, our offense sputtering, this defense being on the field a lot. It was there, man. It was there. It was in our grasp. I mean, lose my one point And, um... Whatever. Now I'm gonna get to the uh, what the fuck moment of the with his head looking at the, the measurement, the uh, chain measurement. He sees it. He signals to the sideline. You know they're inches away. The ref comes up. He signals fourth down with his fist because that's the uh, that's that signals fourth down. Uh, you know the the chain gang. They're they're confused because they're, it's supposed to be fourth down. One guy on there. He's the um, the down marker. He's got a one on the thing. The umpire calls fourth down. The back judge is calling first down. No one knows what the hell's going on. What's Rex forced to do? He's got to throw the challenge flag. I mean, I saw it. I knew it wasn't a first down. Everybody saw it. They knew it wasn't a first down. Uh, but again, the controversy, man. We lost that challenge, which was a timeout. Who already burnt one, so now we have one left. Um, it, it, it comes back as a first down, even though they signaled it as a fourth down. So I'm still confused over this play. I'm sure the league office has something to say to these officials about it because nobody was on the same page with it at all. The 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 stadium uh, guys that do the scoreboard, they weren't on the same page of it. The chain gang wasn't on the same page of it. Both coaches weren't on the same page of it. Bill Belichick thought it was fourth in inches, and they were going to go for it. I, I don't know. You know, I, hey, maybe they punt there. We get the ball back. Things could change. That's a game-changing event. And it's unfortunate, because it happened to us, again, us and the Patriots, always, always seems to be that going, you know, and then, then the last five minutes of the game, after that happens, we we have one timeout, we need to stop them, and the defense is exhausted. They give up some key first downs, again, exhaustion, you know, uh, the Patriots game plan, whatever you want to say, but... It was a time to 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 knuckle up, bear down, and and, and get the ball back for this offense to get to that point. And uh, we just couldn't stop them. They got the key first down. we were able to run the clock out. Game over. But uh, there we go. You know. But I will tell you one thing about my team, your team, our team. Uh, they didn't quit. They didn't quit at all. I mean, and that's been that's been all year long. I it just you could see the talent on this roster. You could see everything. I just don't. Man, if I knew the game plan to get us to win. I I think I I'd be a coach, but I'm not and I don't have this game plan. It's just one of those things, man. The talent's there. I I think so at least on paper. You know, here and there we got some holes and shit like that. We'll have to fill those. But I see it, but uh but the quit's not there. I mean, it it's it's not. And these guys want wanted to play for Rex, man. They love these guys. You could hear anybody talk about Rex Ryan. They love him. I mean, I love Rex Ryan. But uh, the quit wasn't there. and it, they, Like they said, man, like I said, like they said, Calvin Pryor after the game was coded, this was our Super Bowl and we blew it. Yeah, yeah, they blew it. And um, a team effort blew it, you know. Offense here and special teams are terrible. All three phases of the game could have been better. Um, that's been the mantra of, this, of the year. It could have been better, you know. A lot of close games. So, uh, we, again, the Jets dropped 3-12. and 3-12, uh... Jeez, man. As of right now, I guess we're in the uh the four spot in the uh upcoming NFL draft due to some uh our loss, obviously. Teams winning Oakland beating Buffalo, knocking them out. That's awesome. I'm I'm happy to hear that, you know. If it's not us and nobody, right? Uh so Buffalo with the longest playoff drought there is. Um so we're right now in the fourth slot. I I think we can move up next week with a loss to Miami and then somebody else's win and I but I I don't think we get to that one spot. And uh we'll talk about that at the end of the show. We got some questions, some questions about the draft coming up from uh, some listeners on the, the the defensive rankings for the year. We got uh you know, this is this is typical Rex Ryan stuff, man. And uh, total defense 6. Why how is a 3 and 12 team Six ranked total defense, we're fifth against the rush, 15th against the pass. I mean, if you looked at our cornerbacks and you said we were going to be 15th against the pass, oh my gosh, man, I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't even know what I would say. I, I don't even know what to say. I didn't know that, that we were 15th against the pass right now. I'm kind of, like, speechless. But then the scoring defense, and that's uh, 24th. That's not good. That's where... um. <laughs> That's how you lose games. But you know what? I'll tell you right now, That's a lot of that's to do with our offense sputtering, man. Short fields, interceptions, turnovers, over and over and over within, you know, the opponents, you know, within our territory. They get the ball in a short field, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, whatever, but scoring, 24th in overall scoring. Um, but, yeah, Rex Ryan D, man, 6th total overall. And that says a lot to do about Rex, you know, 15th in pass, But, you know, hey. Defensive line's been pretty dominant all year long, so they do help out. But, you know, Rex Ryan, man, jeez. Six total defense on a three and twelve team. But when your offense is ranked thirty second overall or, or total twenty-seventh overall, like I said, you know, it equals out and we're we're a uh, a bad team. Three and twelve. That's what you get out of it. All right, so uh next week, on to Miami, last game of the season. Yeah, bittersweet. You know, I never want the season to end. I love football. I love my Jets. I always want to watch them no matter what the deal is. But just end this season, right? Get me out of here. And and I say that now, but a week after this, I'll be hoping for more Jets football and looking forward. I know you guys will feel the same. All right, so uh, on to Miami. They're pretty much out of the playoffs. They need miracles again, I believe. I'm not even sure. They may be even eliminated already. Um, They've been an up-and-down team all year long. You know, they they went on these hot streaks and they struggled and everything like that. Um, Joe Philbin, their uh, head coach, per uh, their owner, Stephen Ross, says he'll be back next year. You know, he was a good guy to start looking at as an offensive coordinator candidate for us. But he's not going to be there. You know, I'm mean, not going to touch on this game so much because, uh, I mean, you know, 8-3-12, whatever. But, uh... The keys of the game, are obviously, going to stop that run game. Um, Lamar Miller, he's he's a good good uh, running back. And Ryan Tannehill, I mean, the guy's been growing. He's he's really impressive to me. I mean, he's still a young quarterback, you know, and he's not been playing this quarterback position for a very long time. I mean, he's a great athlete. He was a, um, a former wide receiver at Texas A and M. He's been playing the quarterback position for one year in Texas. A&M, and then he gets drafted in the first round. That's how good of an athlete he is. And he's grown. He's grown a lot as um, a quarterback. Um, You know, they have some studs on this offense, too, man. You have uh, Mike Wallace. I'm not a big fan of Mike Wallace, but he's fast. We know that. I mean, that's how he's going to beat you. But, uh, you know, Jarvis Landry, the rookie uh, receiver at LSU, who, hey, we all know that we had an opportunity to draft this guy. I think he was drafted in the third round. I mean you smart motherfucker. that's right guy has he's leading all rookie receivers and catches this year uh, you know here again you know the draft last year's draft yeah, that, That's it. you look at Jarvis Landry play this week and you'll see how bone out of the draft we did how bad how bad it was um their d has been up and down just like their offense all year long you know they were they were dominant for a while they run stop in defense and then they just kind of fell off and they they kind of gotten beaten up the last couple weeks but they had a big, big win last week you know they they showed some adversity they came back to win that game they were down early against Minnesota and uh that was pretty cool how they won that game they won it on uh, they won that game on a blocked punt which caused a safety to win the game i mean that was that was pretty cool but their defense been up and down yeah, again these are these games that you look at the schedule and you're like ah oh, man we could beat this team that's a win you know we're going to split this we're going to split the division with with you know buffalo with you know, all AFCs we split division. Everybody should, you know, that's what you look at. And these are one of those games that you say we can win that we should win this game. But uh with the Jets, we're three and twelve. So uh you see, you know, I'm I'm watching it. I don't care. I watch every game. I don't care. We're, we've been out of it for a while, but whatever. All right, so we got some. uh we got some we got some stuff to talk about guys and I'm gonna need your input on this we got some upcoming free agents since the season's pretty much over I want you to listen to some of these names and um these are the names I think that I think that uh are musts that we resign and um the biggest one on this list actually there's two really big ones on this list uh David Harris I mean uh, he's a free agent upcoming free agent for the New York Jets this year. Now, I'm not sure if these guys are unrestricted or restricted or anything like that, but uh, these guys are free agents, and I think this is a priority going into the offseason before anything else So to lock these guys up. David Harris, ledger usable. You know, he's a role player. He's like our rotational defensive lineman. He's got a great sack dance, right? And uh, Big Dame Harrison, Damian Harrison. I mean, these guys are must. I think these guys are must signs. You know, Harrison, Big Dame you need long-term max deals? I think you know you got to keep these guys here, keep them happy, keep them paid. Uh, bull, he's a role player, like I said, but I think he needs to be resigned. You know, help us out. He helps us out a lot. You know, the guys, you guys grown. Um, Balal Pal, free agent. He's a, he's like you know everything back. He's like a Swiss army knife. I, I love the guy. Uh, I think he needs to be resigned too. And then we got some other guys on this team. Um, you know, we got uh, Willie Colon. He's free agent. He, he I, you know he he, he he's a Toss up, flip of the coin, you know, maybe bring him back for veteran preference and presence and stuff like that. But uh, we'll see about that. You know, um, Kyle Wilson, show him the door. Played two snaps yesterday. Thank God. Get him off the field. He doesn't need to be there. You know, go ahead, play big game at cornerback. Can't do any worse. Then you got some interesting ones also. You got uh, Nick Ballore, special teams guy. Um, Le'Ron, not Laurent Landry, but uh, his brother. Dewan Landry. Uh, you know, I don't see him come back with our young safety Calvin Pryor we drafted. Uh, Kendrick Ellis, the guy can't see the field, but he's got so much upside. I keep saying that ever since he's been drafted. Um, Greg Salas, uh, you know, small, gritty receiver. Every time he plays, he puts up numbers for us. So, hey, Greg Salas, I mean, that, that's an interesting one. But, but hopefully our... Um, our receiving core is better next year, so we don't have to worry about resigning to Greg Salas. Then there's the uh, another guy too who I I like a lot, and this is more of a uh, I'm a fan of guy, and you guys probably feel the same way also. Is the Terminator John Connor? But we drafted uh, Tommy Buchan- uh Bohannon a couple of, uh, last year, I believe, and he, he's out on injury this year, and that's why the Terminator's back. But I don't see him come back. But as far as the free agents that are on our team. You know, we got you know, David Harris, Ledger Doosable, and Big Dame. You know, let's let's resign these guys before, before. Hey, let's sign them this week so they don't have to hit free and see. We don't got to stress about it as fans and as a team. Um, we're going to hit to some, uh, some rumors going on, and uh, big rumors out from everywhere. I mean, every single CBS Sports, NFL.com, ESPN.com, uh, me. <laughs> hey, Chili the Beast at Jets Life here saying, um, it's a goner. Um, I have been hearing some talk about the possibility of bringing Rex back, just just due to the love affair of um, Woody Johnson for uh, for Rex. I do think, and you guys know us. I do think Rex needs to go. I think uh, we need a change. I think we need a, uh, a change in. We need some offense. It's what we're lacking. And then uh, you know you he, get he got to come in and do his own coaching staff. But I'm hearing a lot um, of it of that John Edzik's gone, and, you know, GMs don't make national headlines in, in the sporting world. And I know these guys at firejohnedzik.com, these guys, uh, they, they had a, a, a terrible towels, I guess you want to call it, but, uh, they've been leading the March for it. And it's made, it's made headlines, man. And, and the rest of the sporting world noticed it and they've seen the body of work this guy's put in and, and it's, it's terrible. So that's the, the big rumors I'm hearing, and, and hopefully that's that's the case. You know, we start fresh. We start with a new GM. We start a new coach, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, maybe some players. You know, it's we'll see what happens. But uh, you look at those rumors. Um, I'm expecting something soon after this game. You know, I'm I'm assuming again Rex will be gone. We'll hear probably hear it right away, and, and I think Woody Johnson's made his mind up in in both departments here, the the coaching and the GM department to where these guys will be fired or or not and uh i think it'll we'll hear shortly after this miami game maybe a couple of days after that what 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 you thinking all right so uh, i put these posts on on uh on facebook and twitter weekly and uh, i'll be getting some responses which is good you guys are giving me some feedback here um and i just asked you know questions comments concerns this week about about anything you want to talk about um we got a uh, Charles Glenn Snooty Jr., he's his uh, second time giving this guy a shout-out. Thanks, Charles, for the question. He wants to know... Uh, he, he says that, I know we all want Idzik gone. He calls him Idzik. Well, that's a good one. But what do you think the possibility of he letting him have his third year and let his master plan unfold, run its course? Um, I think there is a good possibility that Idzik could be back for that possibility. You know, the GM needs three years of uh, of of his plan before you could really make a fair assessment on him. I just don't think his body of work so far has fucked us so bad and he has completely sabotaged our season and Woody Johnson's money this year that uh that I can't see him coming back. And the only way I possibly could see him come back is for this possible reason. Just to give Woody I mean you know, the benefit of the doubt, like, they I didn't give up on this guy. Or, or let let me see what he's actually got going. Because we do have a lot of money. There's things. And he's going to try and sell Woody that he's going to get it. Um, he also has a two-part question. At this point, the organization can only go up. So what would be the harm of bringing him back? And just to make my opinion perfectly clear, I am for having that, that bastard fired. And I'm with you. And I think I answered that question in the second thing. What's the harm? The harm is he hires his his new head coach because one of these two guys is gone, Rex or Idzik, or, or definitely should be both. But he's going to hire his own coach, and that's going to buy probably buy him some time in the organization because he didn't have to. He didn't hire his own coach when when he got hired. So Rex was here. Would he retain Rex? So now he's going to have the excuse of, well, let my coach do his thing, the guy I hired. And, um, like I said, like you talked about last week, you know, there's, if, if he's back, look for Daryl Bevel and Dan Quinn from Seattle, his guys that he's probably going to want to bring in that are truly deserving of jobs. And I think would be good. Bevel would be my choice for that pick because of the offensive coordinator, his offensive background, but, uh, we'll see. Um, like I said, I th- I really truly do think that Idzik's gone, and I really truly do think that uh, that Rex will be gone, and we just kind of drop the bomb on the organization and start all over. But uh, you know, the harm of it all would would it's it's very harmful. It would set us back for many more years. I mean, we've been set back for two years right now, and in in, uh, in a bad shape. And uh, you start with a new coach; he wants to change. The whole team around whether he's a you know we run a three four hybrid he wants to run a four three just say just in general do our personnel fit how does our offense fit with the new offense coordinator comes in you know hey this guy doesn't fit I don't want to ground the pound hey Chris Ivory may not be here you know I, it, it all depends it all depends what's going to go on it's all going to depend then we have another question from Eric Justin Roberts thank you Eric this is, I believe this is Eric's first shout out in the show first question here. Now his uh, his question is: Do you think the Jets will go ahead and take Winston as their first pick in the uh, in the upcoming NFL draft? All right, all right, Eric, I I, I truly do think that the Jets are gonna uh, um, look for any type of help at quarterback at some point in this draft. I I think it has to, unless there is a major splash in free agency, and um, I don't see the splash in free agency. I hope there's not a splash in free agency because of the quarterbacks that are available and then the possibility of Cutler, who I, oh, I'm i not a big fan of and I don't think would work out in New York. But uh, I do think there is a possibility of Jameis Winston to the Jets. I do think the Jets are going to be a top five pick, definitely. And some of the teams possibly being ahead of us will be the um, possibility of Oakland and Jacksonville. I think the Bucks are going to secure the first overall pick, and whether they make a massive splash in free agency at quarterback, um, they're going to be taking Mariota. And at that point, if they don't, teams are going to be trading up for Mariota. Uh, Tennessee is another wild card, like we talked about last week when Brian was on the show, and he touched base on it a lot. You know, Are they sold on Zach Menenberger, their rookie uh, from this year that he drafted in a later round? Um, it, but if Jameis is sitting there on the board for us, and he obviously declares for the draft, which I think he will, because uh, being an underclassman, I, I don't think the Jets are going to pass on him. I know the holes are there. I know that's one of our our needs. Um, I don't think they would pass on him, uh, but and, and I'm, I don't want the guy in New York. You know, he's he's trouble off the field, and I don't think he's ready to play in the NFL. But uh, I don't think they could pass on him. I think there'd be pressure from the organization, pressure from the fans to get a quarterback in here. And uh, finally, do this right. And it all depends on the new coach. Also, we get an offensive coaching here. Hey, we're going to be looking at offense in the draft. Get a defensive coach here. <laughs> you know, hey, look, most likely be looking at defense in the draft. We all we know we need cornerbacks. But uh, thank you guys for our questions. You know, listen for next week. Send us more. You know, we like this part of the show. I like you know. This, again, these are opinion based questions. Like I'm a fan, just like you guys. I'm not an expert. I'm not paid by these Jets, so these are honest to God uh, questions and answers that we're getting here. So uh, that's it for this pod. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas from uh, Jets Life, New York Jets Life. I want to thank you guys again for listening. Please share this with your friends. It is the Christmas season, It is the holiday season. Share it. Sharing is caring. Get us out there, guys. We're trying to uh, trying to make waves here. You know, we're trying to get noticed. We're trying to trying to get some followers. You know, li- again, like us on Facebook. At Jets Life and Twitter, Jets Life uh, underscore twitter.com dot backsl- backslash Jets Life underscore. Also, check out our new Instagram account at New York Jets Life. I am Chili the Beast. Thank you for listening. Again, happy holidays. Go Jets. One o'clock game, Miami, last game of the season. Then we get to all our favorite draft talk. All right, guys. Share with your friends. New York Jets Life podcast. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the New York Jets Life Podcast.